0: This podcast is a production of the Berkshire Argus, important stories fully told.
1: The idea of dredging and and creating a dump a few hundred yards uphill from the river is just inadequate. We want to bring factual evidence and a solid alternative plan, hopefully, to the residents of the five towns. I still get people coming up to me and say, when I mention the dump, they say, are they actually going to do that? Well, they are going to do it unless something changes.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Bill Shine from the Berkshire Argus. When it comes to discussion of the polychlorinated biphenyls, or PCBs, that General Electric dumped in and near the Housatonic River for 40 years, reviewing the decades-long back and forth between the company, federal and state regulators, environmental activists, residents, and armies of lawyers can quickly become complicated. The details get technically complex, and the nearly half-century public record can be overwhelming. Even basic terminology can be confusing. For example, when news headlines refer to the Housatonic River cleanup, some assume that the GE-funded and US Environmental Protection Agency-approved remediation work will remove all PCB contamination and return the river to a safe, healthy state. But as Bob Jones, chair of the select board in the town of Lee, Massachusetts, explains in this podcast conversation, That's not the case. The Rest of River Cleanup Agreement approved in 2020 by the select boards of Lee, Lennox, Stockbridge, Great Barrington, and Sheffield will not remove all of the PCBs. The details were negotiated during non-public executive sessions of a Rest of River Municipal Committee made up of representatives from the affected communities and facilitated by the Berkshire Regional Planning Commission. That plan includes disposal of some PCB-laden river sediment at a new 20-acre dump site in Lee. Called the Upland Disposal Facility, it will be constructed in a former quarry about 1,000 feet from the river. And as environmentalists and Lee residents have noted, only 15 feet above the water table and directly above a freshwater aquifer. A Berkshire County dump is a substantial change from EPA's original 2016 permit for the project, which would have sent all PCB waste removed from the river to licensed out-of-state disposal facilities. That had long been a top priority of the Rest of River Committee, regularly reflected in minutes of its meetings. But General Electric challenged EPA's approved plan, successfully arguing that local storage of what it says will only be low-level PCB waste is safe, appropriate, and, with far less trucking required, more climate-friendly. As a result of a mediation process involving Pittsfield, the five rest of river towns, and other affected parties, the 2020 Settlement Agreement was reached and incorporated into a cleanup permit issued by the EPA. Jones argues that perhaps as little as 30% of the contamination that makes the river and surrounding area unhealthy for people and wildlife will be removed. As a result, he told me, quote, you and I will never eat fish out of the Housatonic River. After accounting for $63 million paid by GE to Pittsfield and the Five Towns, including $25 million each to Lee and Lennox, and additional spending to remove more river sediment than proposed in 2016, the 2020 agreement will cost GE around $550 million, an estimated $60 million less than the 2016 plan, according to EPA documents. As you'll hear in this episode, Jones believes the process that led to a PCB dump in Lee was flawed, too secretive, and undemocratic. All three members of the Lee Select Board who voted to approve the plan in 2020 have since been replaced by town voters. Pointing to the environmental and human health impacts of PCB contamination, Jones says the decision to locate a dump in a working-class community rather than in nearby tourist havens is, quote, a perfect case of environmental injustice. He and others are skeptical that the Upland Disposal Facility's protective liners and monitoring features will be sufficient to prevent eventual leaks. They also reject EPA's contention that new bioremediation technologies that can break down PCBs in the environment are not appropriate for this project at this time. Several times during our conversation, Jones warned residents of downstream communities that in his view, neither the dump in Lee nor the amount of contamination removed from the river will protect them, especially as climate change produces more intense storms that are likely to cause widespread river flooding. He believes that residents of the other towns don't know enough of the details, including plans for thousands of truck trips carrying PCB-laden sediment through their communities to the new dump. But most of all, he's concerned about the health and well-being of his constituents and the economic impact of locating a PCB landfill in his town. This podcast episode is part of an upcoming Berkshire Argus reporting project that will examine the past, present, and future of the Housatonic River. The series will present a range of views on the rest-of-river cleanup plan that Jones calls inadequate and a charade, but which others say is the best possible outcome given the financial resources of a politically well-connected multinational corporation like General Electric. Former State Senator Adam Hines, who represented the Berkshires from 2017 until last September, made that very argument in February 2020. He said, quote, Our laws, regulations, and precedent allow for less than a full cleanup, and as a result, the municipalities were threatened with endless litigation they could not afford in pursuit of an outcome they did not know they could win. Hines said it was regrettable, but the agreement was, quote, the best the towns could expect, given the alternatives. My conversation with Jones was recorded on July 13th, a couple of weeks before a federal appeals court rejected arguments made by two local environmental groups that EPA's decision making was flawed. The discussion runs for about 40 minutes. How'd you end up in Lee and how'd you end up on the Slack board? We had lived
1: the last, uh, starting in 2001 through 2019. Uh, we lived in Stockbridge, uh, where I worked as a, a property manager there. When I retired in 2019, we were looking for a house. My wife Karen grew up in Lee, and uh, we were thinking of staying in Stockbridge. We found the perfect house in Lee. Anyway, that's how we ended up in Lee. Not long thereafter, I began. To, I was I've been a friend of Tim Gray's for quite some time, for decades. He's he is the Tim Gray is the head of Pusatonic River Initiative, and he's, I can remember 40 years ago, him going on about the river. But I was never a player, so to speak, until 2020. And that's when I got up one morning and picked up the Berkshire Eagle, and there was this uh, celebratory article about the rest of the river, and they finally found a way to clean the river, and everybody was... uh, was celebrating and it was a kumbaya moment for the towns in the river corridor until i realized that the they were actually going to put a toxic waste dump in the town where i just bought a house and i i uh, immediately became concerned uh made started to make some inquiries and then when i found out how the rest of the river agreement actually worked how it worked for the town of lee how it played out I just knew something was wrong something wrong something was wrong came up immediately I started uh, uh, and then uh, I got involved with some of the people who were actually fighting the agreement at the time Lee had a uh, a town representative form of government there were some 36 38 uh, individuals who represented I think eight different districts in the town of Lee so the more I got involved with figuring out what was going on in 2020, I was encouraged to become a town representative and I was able to get signatures and I was appointed uh, as a representative for my district in Lee and came to find out that uh, with this Rest of the River agreement, the EPA and GE, first of all, going back, I'm going to go backtrack and I forgive me if I repeat myself, this Rest of the River negotiation started in about 2010 and involved the towns of Sheffield, Great Barrington, uh, Stockbridge, Lenox, and Lee. And each uh, town got to appoint a representative to that committee. You could appoint up to two, but uh, each town chose to, to appoint one at that stage. And they worked on it for quite some time. And uh, most of the del- deliberations were behind closed doors. One of the first components that alarm me, is that all five towns agreed to re- be represented by one attorney, and that just didn't settle, set right with me, or, or, and with any number of people, you, uh, and we're fond of saying you can't do a real estate closing in Massachusetts with one attorney, yet here we have one attorney replacing five uh, uh, representing five towns to decide on a toxic waste dump for Berkshire County. And this is all done behind closed doors, so even though those five representatives can go could go back to the select boards and discuss an executive session behind closed doors, none of the details of this agreement were known to uh, the residents of those five towns.
0: Nothing. How and why uh, were they able to advance these negotiations, you know, all the way through uh, to an agreement um, you know, all in, in secret and in executive because center. the
1: EPA trumps all. I mean, EPA trumps uh, the Mass DEP, Mass Wildlife and Fisheries, and I was told by by Smitty at that time, 2020, that the state had decided they've been been asked to step away from this, and uh, so we. That's why we we haven't heard from uh, much from Smitty Pignatelli. We haven't heard much from Richard Neal, from Markey, we, we, and only recently we heard something from Elizabeth Warren. She sent her staff down, or a couple of staff members. But basically, the EPA trumps all in this. And there was an agreement achieved in 2016, which is not the, the agreement that's in place now. And it called for all of the toxic materials taken out of the river to be shipped out of state. To licensed uh, facilities elsewhere, and there are a lot of them. People are uh, have been sort of trained to think that these things are these things exist in Texas or North Dakota. There are they're all over the place. Behind closed doors, it was decided that uh, the towns of Lee and Lennox uh, would get twenty-five million dollars each. Lee would get the toxic waste dump. The cleanup would go from. Uh, south uh, at Rising Dam, back up to Pittsfield, with the main focus being on Woods Pond in Lee. And uh, the facility would be located near Woods Pond, a few hundred yards away. And the representative from Lee said in a public meeting to the town reps that she would not sign anything, they would not sign anything, until they came back to discuss all the details with the town reps. Well, that never happened. And again, behind closed doors, three select board members from the town of Lee signed off on this agreement and a town of 5,500 people, plus or minus, was saddled with the toxic waste dump and people became, they were angry.
0: Yeah. So, so legally the, uh, the, uh, the select board would, would be the, you know, uh, obviously they were the ones, the decision maker there. They could sign off on the agreement regardless of whether uh, any of the, the town representatives were involved. Ultimately, it was, uh, you know, their decision to uh, to make, uh, to, to sign on to the agreement.
1: Well, but that's what uh, we, 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 we appealed first to uh, then Attorney General Maura Healy, who said, yes, they could legally do that. But legally, if you're living in Lee, does not mean morally or ethically <laughs> that you can do that sort of thing. I mean, and, I'm, and I'll ask you, uh, Bill. Think about it. If it was in your town, the idea of three people signing off on a toxic waste dump that's going that is full of forever chemicals that are cancer-causing agents, how does that how does that in any way settle? You know, based upon everything you know about representative government our histories, you know, civics, when it, it's just it's crazy. And we read every day uh, in, in national papers about the demise of democracy in this country. And here it is, it, it, the chickens have come home to roost, and here we have a, a toxic waste dump. And, and they say, while they say it's going to be all low-level materials in this dump, it's not that uh, when they say low-level, they're they're talking about averaging. (laughs) So there there may be some materials going in there with no PCBs, but there is also going to be, you know, the heavy-duty stuff, the highest concentrations. They'll be going in there as well. And, I mean, they've explained the system to us, and, you know, they're going to make a grid. They're going, well, think about doing a grid in your bathtub and trying to to pick out things in a It's just... I don't, we, we don't believe that GE or, or the EPA actually are clear on what they're doing themselves.
0: If you ask them how many PCBs are in the river, they'll tell you we don't know. So when, uh, when the, those who negotiated the agreement came back to the select board uh, and the select board in Lee agreed to it, uh, what, what did they say about it at the time?
1: At the time, they said we don't have a choice. Because the EP, you know, uh, I've had uh, a number of people refer to it as extortion, but we have GE come in and the EP, and they said GE won in court because there was a precedent set by the city of Pittsfield. Pits, Pittsfield agreed to the dumping of PCBs within its uh, within its borders. So we have a precedent set, and the court in 2016, as I said, everything was supposed to be shipped out of state, they, GE appealed to the courts, and the court said no. If you can find a dump in Berkshire County, you you can store them there. You can store these these chemicals there. So they they figured in round figures, they think they're going to save about two hundred million dollars, uh, in not shipping out what they want to put in the dump in Lee. So that's really you know it's it's dollars and cents that's driving it.
0: At the time that they settled on the uh, the Lee location in their <clears throat> in their negotiations, so I had. Um uh, had GE acquired some properties elsewhere that were potentially also, absolutely, uh, yeah? Tell me, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, the, I, I certainly know that they they own the property up behind the the mall in Lee on the Tearingham border. That that was one piece of property. But yes, they did acquire uh, various sites. They actually didn't acquire the present suggested site until, I'm thinking, 2020, maybe
0: even 2021. Were there other uh, possible locations in other towns, not just Lee?
1: Yes, they, they uh, suggested, I just love this, uh, this reasoning, they suggested that there could be two to three sites in Berkshire County. And then, of course, they said, but we might be able to get by with one in Lee, and, of course, uh, we know how these negotiations go. So one in Lee sounds better than two or three, and perhaps to the the other, the other communities. How, yeah, how did that? Um, Absolutely, they dodged a bullet. That's the way they're looking at it.
0: And the uh, the financial part of the uh, the agreement, the the funds that go to each of the communities. How how do they determine the uh, the amount of the? And what was the total? Is it fifty five million?
1: Fifty five million. Twenty five million to each to the towns of Lee and Lennox. The other five is divided amongst the other three towns, I think Stockbridge gets 1.5, maybe Great Barrington and Sheffield a little less, but that's how it played out.
0: And the uh, th- those dollar amounts, were they uh, described as, uh, you know, to, to, to pay for mitigation or other things, or what, the, what, what was the, the rationale for the payment?
1: Well, uh, I'm not sure what the rationale was. I'm, I can tell you that that twenty of course the budget in Lee the yearly budget in Lee is about twenty one twenty two million dollars. So you think, oh boy, we got a free you know we got a year off. You know, that's not the way it works, and uh, we're going to have we're going to have to be dealing with. I've had people, uh, my constituents, tell me, if that, if the day the trucks start rolling into Lee with that stuff, we're going to be suing the town of Lee, so that money is going to be gone, pretty quickly it's not a heck of a lot of money for the for the price that we have to pay and bear in mind bill also ge started dumping these things back in the 1930s they dumped them for three or four decades and everybody in the river corridor is has borne the the consequences of that and we just feel that we shouldn't have to bear bear it any longer they they've turned it into an open Toxic waste dump, and we want, and the proposed agreement is simply inadequate. Nobody downriver from the town of Lee is going to benefit from a dump in the town of Lee. While GE and the EPA have not stated how much they're going to get out of the river, we have used the figure based upon uh, our scientists. We've got a, a geologist and some PCB experts, professors. And we we get we have said no more than thirty percent will come out of the river. And GE has not challenged that because I don't think GE knows how much they're actually going to get out of the river.
0: Is there a, a target? You know, when when in the the presentation of the uh, the cleanup plan, you know, how, how is that framed by GE and the EPA as as to how much is being cleaned up, how much is going to be left, and what does what the future of the uh, of the river look like when the cleanup is complete?
1: Well, they, they say uh, they have not denied that they're going to take any more than 30% out of it. Uh, the highest concentrations of the PCBs are, of course, uh, behind the dams and uh, in, in some of the oxbows. So they, they sort of know where the the highest concentrations are. But the problem is, of course, if you're going to leave 60 or 70 percent of the PCBs in the river they're just going to keep redistributing themselves and settling in behind the dams again, and in the oxbows, and they're going to remain. And they're talking about doing some capping, but those, you know, we know, uh, particularly with uh, with global warming, climate change, and uh, that these things are susceptible to uh, catastrophic events, flooding. If uh, Hurricane Irene had hit us, there, it was you know 30, 30 miles to the east of us where it actually hit. If it had hit the Housatonic River, we'd be in big trouble, everybody in the river corridor, because those PCBs, they, they're constantly being roiled up. You can see after a storm the silt in the water. Those are, those are PCBs. The idea of dredging and, and creating a dump a few hundred yards uphill from the river is just inadequate, and uh, it it stops uh, uh, at the Rising Mill in in Houstonic, which is part of Great Barrington, but they don't address anything south of that, all the way to the Long Island Sound, and Connecticut, of course, is involved in this heel, because um, it's just an an inadequate cleanup. There are better ways, and we are in the process of we're not we're not rescinding the agreement, although that is that's for me it's still on the table. But it takes uh, three votes to do that, in Lee, and we're not doing that uh, anytime in the near future. We are absolutely not doing that. But we want to bring factual evidence and a solid uh, alt- alternative plan, hopefully, to the residents of the five towns, so that the residents have a better understanding. Most of the, uh, as far as we as far as I'm concerned. They're just whistling past the cemetery. They really don't understand. I'm not sure that the select boards really understand what's going on. You, ask, you talk to somebody in Lee, you'll have a pretty good chance of understanding what's going on, because we've been doing the research. We're doing our homework here. In fact, but I still get people coming up to me and say, uh, when I say, mention the dump, they say, oh, are they actually going to do that? Well, they are going to do it unless something changes.
0: Was there anything learned from the uh, the, the cleanup, uh, you know, the first couple miles through Pittsfield, uh, that's relevant to the, the the rest of the river plan, both in terms of, of you know what amount they want to clean up and potentially leave behind, uh, and uh, related to that is, which you just you hinted at, the other communities. I understand that Lee has invited the other communities to come and have a conversation about some of this and. Uh, can fill me in on the details, but I understand they 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 have not agreed to that. They haven't or uh, didn't respond.
1: That's that's correct. If we start with Pittsfield, first of all, I, I would encourage you not to go swimming in the Housatonic River in Pittsfield. I would also encourage you not to eat any of the fish out of the Housatonic River, and I would also encourage you and anybody else not to eat anything, any duck, anything that that might have, might be near the Housatonic River because these. Uh, the wildlife is full of PCBs. Pittsfield PCBs show up in Arctic wildlife, and they're traceable right to the town, the city of Pittsfield. So the cleanup—it's not as though you can just dredge it and and the PCBs are gone. This this is a process that took years to create, and it, it will take years to clean it up. But this uh, the current plan that's on the table won't even begin to put a dent in that so the river is not clean up in Pittsfield they, they did dredge it uh you whether uh whether it, it's an improvement or not is a subjective viewpoint and I guess that uh, what we have been hoping for rather than dumping this stuff in Lee or in any Berkshire town I w- wouldn't wish this on any community is to take, a, a, if it perhaps might take longer, but maybe not, and that's to do a combination of uh, dredging the, just the heavy areas behind the dams and the oxbows, shipping that out via rail, because uh, transportation by truck is another issue for people in, in, in the Berkshires. Uh, and then there's bioremediation, which just a few years ago was not an option, but they're having success all around the world with bioremediation and in rivers. However, in the Northeast, we have District 1, the EPA. They don't want to hear about it. And you you think that, that the EPA in Massachusetts would be the same as the EPA in California or Alabama or North Dakota. It's not. It simply isn't. And unfortunately, when we appeal to the EPA in Washington, they kick us right back to Boston. And they are not, they are not interested. We, we just had a demonstration from a company in Eco, called Eco Spears. Basically, they, uh, they put these spears into the river and it creates a chemical change. You pull the spears out, you can actually, uh, it neutralizes the PCBs. It takes a long time. The other possibility is, is uh, incineration. You burn them. Of course, that takes fuel, which you end up with is dead soil. So put the dead soil back in the river. If you want to make it live soil, we got high lawn farms here. Mix it with manure; it's alive again. So there are all there are far better alternatives than letting the PCBs remain in existence and untreated, and just putting them in a, in a dump that is going to be several football fields in area and
0: sixteen stories high. Try to imagine that. To bioremediation, um, you know, what, what have they said in, in response to those proposals? They said they they have simply said, point blank, it
1: won't be effective in this application. And that's the end. That's all they say. Okay. Where even though Ecospheres and other companies would be willing to actually do demonstrations, that hasn't happened. The EPA is invested in getting this off the books. This is not about... A comprehensive cleanup of the Housatonic River. This is about reducing liability, diminishing responsibility, and getting it off the books. You and I will never eat fish out of the
0: Housatonic River. You said you had talked to a constituent who said, you know, once those the, the trucks of uh, PCB-laden uh, sediment start rolling through Lee, that, uh, that they, they plan to sue the town. What, what would that look like? And, and would they also be, uh, you know, bringing suit against, you know, state and federal regulators as well? Is it based on the, the potential for, for dispersal of the PCBs through, the, uh, through trucking? Well, it's, it's, it's
1: not only that. I mean, you're talking about uh, diminishing property values, of course. Uh, I mean, I I've, I've talked to a realtor recently who was showing a house in Lee, and she happens to be a, a very ethical person. And said, so I have responsibility to tell you that there's going to be, there's the possibility of a toxic waste dump in the North Potter town, and there are going to be trucks on the highways traveling with this stuff. And the, the, the customers, the potential customers, uh, said, You know, we really wanted to be in Lee, but can you show us properties in other towns? So, this is, I mean, that's just that was just a, a day or two ago that I, I heard that story. But I've heard it from others. And the property owners themselves are terrified. I mean, there are homes that have been in these families for generations. And if you're on the north end of Lee, your property values are going to be pretty much zero. And so somebody's going to have to be taken to task for that. And what do we what do we do? Buy their use the twenty five million and try to buy their properties. I mean, this is we're we're just trying to do damage control here. Uh, And unfortunately, as I said, the other the other communities are sort of whistling past the cemetery. When those trucks start rolling, because they're not limiting transport to just the railroad, when those trucks start rolling, there will there will be hundreds of thousands of truckloads of this stuff going through the streets of. Uh, certainly, Housatonic or up Route Seven, through, certainly through Stockbridge, and and then coming south through Lenox and Lenoxdale, and all of these people. I mean, they they, they think, oh, the dumps in Lee. Well, you got to get this stuff to the dump, and they've told us we're they're, they're not locked into right now to a particular plan for the trucking, but we've seen the uh, preliminary plans, and it's not it's not Lee that should be worried about these trucks. We are, of course. It's not least so much as all these other towns, except for Sheffield, that signed on to this. Because this stuff, it, it, they, they dewater it, and it can be airborne. The PCBs driving into it can be airborne.
0: I know they've talked about the or at least the beginnings of the, the trucking plan. You know, how, how specific have they been at this point on which roads they'll be using and uh, the number of trips in each location? That that uh, Those kinds of numbers.
1: They've given us some estimates, and the, the, I'll tell you, most of the truck routes are on the, on the west side of the river, which is on the Lenox side. Of course, they have to cross over. There's a Woodland Road, is one of the roads mentioned, and that's a secondary road that goes down to the, the proposed dump site. Uh, but a lot, of, a lot of it is Route 7. We're talking about Walker Street and Lake, which is nice, big, wide street they just did over off of route seven see and and it's got to come up from remember it has to come up from great barrington so the people in stockbridge you got to get through stockbridge to get to to lennox and you got to go through Lenox to get to lee the, the these truckloads are and we're talking about hundreds of thousands of these truckloads
0: have they addressed the uh, uh possibility of you know pcbs going airborne as a result of these these trucks do they say that that won't happen um, well, they
1: they say uh, what they they don't say that it won't happen. They say, well, we we, we use a truck that uh, the 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 PC the soil is going to be dewatered, but it will be will uh, we'll have a cover on it. We use these trucks where the, the tarp is part of a ch- there's a channel. So this stuff, you know, it, it But they don't they, they don't say that there, that there are no PCBs that are going to be released. They would never say that because it. I mean, that's just so far fetched. It's beyond belief there will be PCBs will be airborne i mean they are now in the river when whenever the river is volatilized and you see the, the spray over the over the uh, the where there are rocky sections and, and 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 during high water during spring thaw and that sort of thing this stuff is into the air all the time and it's and it affects everybody in the river court about 3 miles on either side of the river when this stuff does volatilize so so it explains the cancer rates in people the cancer rates in animals, kidney cancer in dogs is through the roof. I mean, that's I'm, I'm not a veterinarian, but I've, I've heard from veterinarians that, that the animals, you know, domestic animals up and down the river, have very, very high rates of cancer.
0: Has, has there been any, uh, any mapping of this?
1: Uh, my understanding is there was a group of veterinarians that mapped it several years ago. I don't have their names, but if, if you spoke with uh, Tim Gray from HRI, he would have that information. But there, I think it's kidney cancer largely. Uh, and of course, you know, all kinds of animals there. As I said earlier, you would never want to eat a, a duck that you
0: shot off the river, you know, because they're in it. What was the outcome of the uh, the, the board of health uh, had a process they went through to uh, to take testimony and, uh, and and take a look at the potential health impacts? Um, how, how did that play out, and what were their conclusions? Well,
1: I, I was the board board of health. There wasn't enough information available to be able to say specifically, and this is, I think largely because of the HIPAA laws, we haven't been able to track cancer rates and that sort of thing. But they, they said there wasn't enough to, for them to deem it a specific health concern, uh, and it may have to play out even further, actually, to be able to do that. But they, uh, those, they're professionals, they're, they're physicians, and they weren't able to, to show the, show enough evidence, uh, that the direct connection for that, as a, as a, a health concern for the town. But they're, they are open to, to new evidence, at any time, they did leave the door open, and they may be called upon again.
0: The road from here, after a couple of the, the most recent court decision, maybe you can just talk about that just a little bit, and then you know what what are next steps? You know what uh, you know in, in the uh, the effort to to have them rethink this plan. What uh, what are the next steps for uh, for the government of Lee and the the people of Lee? Well, let me.
1: I'll, I will get to that. I just uh, before I forget, I want to I want to. Re- bring up one more thing. The proposed site for this dump is across the river from Lennoxdale. Uh, back in the 1980s, the town of Lennox was looking for a secondary source for water. They had a company, in fact the very company, I don't have it at the, on the tip of my tongue, the very company that chose the site for the dump, they did some research and they, ch- they said Pleasant Valley, the bird sanctuary, Great source for fresh water for the town of Lex. And, of course, people said, well, and that's a wildlife preserve. You know, we've got to save the wildlife. And, and fair enough. That, that's a, that's a, a, a good argument. So they said, go find us another site where we can, we can use this. They identified a site that put out, with existing wells on it, that was owned by Schweitzer Mills, that put out over 2 million gallons of fresh water a day. That site that they recommended to the Town of Langs is the proposed site for the PCB dump. So there's an aquifer there, a freshwater aquifer that we know, we factually can put out 2 million gallons of water a day, and they're covering it up with a PCB dump. Okay, so what what can we do at this point? There are a couple of cases in court at this point. Uh, There's one in Superior Court, Berkshire Superior Court, brought by I think maybe nine, that I was involved in at one time, but I withdrew when I became a select board member. But that's to, they're suing the then board of selectmen uh, of the town of Lee for reneging upon their commitment to coming back, come back to the citizens. That's one. The other one is HRI, and that, uh, it may be months, could be a year for all we know, before uh, the first district court, that's a federal court, it's one level below the Supreme Court. They were there in court maybe I think maybe four four to six weeks ago, and we're waiting for a ruling on that. We are also still working. Uh, we, he took a bit of a hiatus because of some health concerns in the family, but with an attorney by the name of Cristobal Bonifaz, who has agreed to represent the town of Lee in a suit against Monsanto. Who produced these things back in the 1930s, and sold them to GE, and they colluded, and they knew the harm these chemicals would cause, and they said they dumped them along our roadsides, they dumped them in ponds, they dumped them in rivers, and they did it for decades. So that that we still have Cristobal Bonifaz working on that, and we are also. Uh, uh, we are still. We are working on HRI, and a group of citizens are working on now going to these towns in the river corridor. If the select boards won't talk to us, they're looking to have in, uh, educational forums for the citizens of the towns. It won't be a town hall, of course, but it'll be at a who knows churches, community centers, that sort of thing. So to, to raise the alarm as to what's going on, and we. When we started out, we were criticized because we didn't have an alternative plan. We just said there can't be a dump in Lee. Well, there are alternative plans that that we've been working on, and those will those will come to to be revealed uh, in the very near future.
0: Can any of them be revealed in the very
1: near future today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has to do a lot of it has to do with uh, the dams. The dams are a problem. Uh, they, of course, they they trap these PCBs. And uh, we'll, what we're looking to re- do, do is to is to get a a river that's been restored, that's free flowing. Get rid of the dams. The mills are gone. Get rid of the dams. Get rid of the liability. De- the dams are just accidents waiting to happen. And while the most of the dams themselves, not all of them, the Columbia. Mill Dam is a is a real problem, but say the Woods Pond Dam where there's a very high concentration of PCBs. The dam itself is in good shape, but the sluice ways around them that are supposed to deal with catastrophic events those are in terrible shape. And the problem is, of course, with very limited amount of PCBs they're taking out. You get a if you get a catastrophic uh, a, a hurricane like Irene and we get hit those PCBs are going to be down in the floodplains of Stockbridge and Great Barrington and uh, and Sheffield and uh, it's going to be a real problem for those citizens and I, and those select boards they're going to have to answer at some point and and unfortunately I, uh, I can tell you we uh, there was the the rest of the river. Representatives are disseminating information that just isn't accurate uh, to their select boards and to uh, uh, their constituents. Though the constituents, you go to Sheffield and find somebody, ask them about the Dump in Lee. They won't be able to tell you a thing about it because it hasn't been discussed in an open meeting. But the other night, the representative from Sheffield said in a meeting that the, PC, that, the, that the Lee Board of Health said there's no harm from having to dump and leave. That's not what they said. That's not what they said at all. And so when you're disseminating inaccurate information in the interest of victimizing, you know, the one working, real working class town in in Berkshire County, there's a problem. There's a real problem. There's this whole argument or this whole, the, the consciousness has been raised about this term called environmental justice and it's about sharing uh, you know the, the 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 benefits and the and the and the costs of these cleanups and this is a perfect case of environmental injustice in that we've got four towns that are are, are or at least three towns that are bringing their toxic waste material to a working class town a former mill town we're not a tourist town uh, where like the others and we're the ones who are having to pay the price, and that's environmental injustice. If there's ever been a case for it, it's it's what's going on here.
0: The climate change question, and you know, the you know, as we've seen just this week, the uh, you know amount of, of rain that we're getting, the likelihood of you know intense rainfall that stormwater systems and other things can't handle, uh, plus the likelihood of you know other hurricanes coming through, and the dispersal of PCBs that you're you're talking about, separate from the cleanup plan and, and the, the trajectory of that, you know, are there efforts, you know, through, you know, municipal vulner, vulnerability grants and other things to try and address how to contain PCBs in, in those instances, or is uh, is there a significant risk that can't be, really can't be remediated? Well, we're sort of,
1: we're, pardon the pun, but we're sort of midstream and all of that Of that that stuff, you know, the we don't really have adequate emergency management plans in place should that happen. And uh, Lee Lee right now is working on putting together a plan, but we don't really know what's going to happen. Should there be be, we 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 have it happening all around us? You saw what happened over in uh, New Lebanon just recently and flooding that we saw up in montpelier i mean it's happening more and more and more the problem is of course for us is that we we are we not only have a water problem we have a toxic water problem and that's a whole other set of issues
0: that would spread pcbs into uh, as you talked about floodplains and
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You, you know the Stockbridge Golf Course? I mean, that's that's already underwater, you know, over the last few days. Can you imagine what would happen if, if there were a, a catastrophic event? The thing is, Bill, I think that, that what we need to do, all of us in the in the River Court, we have to step back and do a much more sober, much more thoughtful, much more transparent Take a look, a look at the river. We have to take a, a much more thoughtful, uh, transparent look at the river, so that people understand the issues. Everything, the the facts, should be brought to the forefront, and it should not be what what was put out in the Berkshire Eagle back in 2020. At last, the river is getting cleaned up because that is a false narrative.
0: So why do you think uh, it's it's been hard for for people to have a more thorough under, understanding of what's happened in the you know the last couple of years and and, and with the dump is it the complexity is it the um, you know particular communication strategy to not tell people uh, what what's your view it, it, it's the way the government the, the uh, it's the way the
1: agreement has been structured and I I I firmly believe. We firmly believe, meaning certainly the majority of citizens in Lee, that the agreement was structured that way so that people wouldn't know because it's such a bad plan. If people really, really understood it, they, they'd scream bloody murder. But, you know, you, you, quite frankly, you know, you hear environmental protection and you think, oh, well, it's environmental protection and, and there's a, uh, you take certain comfort in knowing that there's an agency that uh, is going to be looking out after us. And unfortunately, I'm not saying the EPA does a bad job every time, but they do a pretty bad job quite often. All you need to do is, is look at, look at uh, the Hudson River, look at the, the, the debacle over there. I mean, that, the, there's litigation, you know, the attorneys are, are growing fat over in the, in the Hudson River Valley because that cleanup just didn't fly. And the same thing is going to happen here. And, and all you have to do, you, you know, we ba- you base your estimate of future performance on past performance. And the record is very, very, very dismal in these river cleanups. And, and we're just saying we've lived with an open chemical dump for decades now. We're glad that, that it's being addressed, but it's being addressed inadequately. And we just feel that people... The citizens, the residents of the and uh, and you know in and not just in the River Quarter and the in the neighboring towns, the second homeowners. Do they know what they're buying into? Do they know that t- these trucks are going to be rolling past their houses? Nobody knows. Nobody knows, and it's been kept under wraps for so long that uh, you know we're just beginning to shine some light on it. My arguments in two thousand twenty three. Many of them are starkly different than they were in 2020 because we have had to dig for the facts because the the EPA has not been forthcoming with the facts and we and you know we we sometimes I wonder you know if I'm living on the same planet and uh, HRI contradicts EPA all the time and they are full of I mean Tim Gray is a chemical engineer uh, we've got uh, geologists we've got PCB experts and they're going no. This is not simply not so.
0: On the Hudson River cleanup, and the, uh, the, the it sounds like you're, you're describing litigation that's happened since then from from communities uh, along there. Can, are there any specifics there that you could share about uh, you know what was uh, inadequate about what they did there and what uh, that, that litigation is, uh, what that looks like now, what that's based on and. I can't tell you what what you know what companies or
1: businesses. I can just tell you that the uh, the cleanup has been again inadequate, and they haven't even made a dent in it. And I, I mean, of course, the Hudson is a heck of a lot different than the Housatonic. Uh, we're a microcosm of of the uh, of the Hudson River, but the idea of dredging and dumping is 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 archaic. Uh, it's ineffective, and we don't need it here in in, in
0: Berkshire County.
1: We don't want it. We didn't create this stuff, and I, I don't know why we should have to pay for for the cleanup.
0: If you know, folks want to learn more, you know, to get better educated about uh, about all these issues, uh, where where should they turn?
1: I would uh, the first place I would turn. Uh, well, you can look up PCBs, of course, but I would go to uh, Housatonic River Initiative (HRI) uh, uh Just type in HRI or Housatonic River Initiative, and there's a pretty good. A narrative there, the timeline, how this got started, where the flaws are. They've been doing this for decades, and they're they're really really good. They had their uh, they uh, good group of people or Heal, H E A L in the they're they're the Connecticut group that's been working on this. And of course, there'll be no cleanup in Connecticut whatsoever. which is another reason it's it's just it's all smoke and mirrors. And as I say, it's just to diminish. Uh, liability and responsibility,
0: and the the next milestone is the uh, the decision in the uh, the federal court case.
1: Yeah, that's that that's a big one. But uh, you know that again, they're one level below the Supreme Court. I'm not a member of HRI. Tim Gray would be a p- good person to talk to. Where the, the, they're one level below, whether they would take it beyond this current court or whether even the Supreme Court would even hear it remains to be seen. But. You know, it's been a day-to-day thing for us for the last several years, and we just have—we're just staying at it. But I—I th- I think for me personally, and, and for, for us and Lee, when the, when the sun begins to shine on what's actually happening, I think that you're, we're going to see a more uh, uh, a greater pushback from the residents uh, of the other towns involved in it. They just—they just don't know. And I'll just say once again, there is no town, Lee, uh, Sheffield, Great and Stockbridge, Lane will do, will never benefit from a, a dump in Lee. In fact, ultimately, it, it will cost them. I mean, it's an aquifer. We're all connected in, in Berkshire County by by limestone caverns. You know, this stuff goes everywhere, and it's a, it's just a, it's a charade. That's all.
0: Well, Bob, thanks for digging into the the details and sharing all that. It's very helpful.
1: Well, thank you for your interest. I really appreciate
0: it. That was Bob Jones, chair of the Select Board in Lee, Massachusetts, and this is a podcast of the Berkshire Argus. Find more at berkshireargus.com. dot com. Important stories, fully told. This is Bill Shine.